Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, December 13th, 2018, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. On today's show, I will preview all of Week 15 in the NFL. I'll give you picks, picks, and my DraftKings got to have them play for Sunday's slate. I'll also give you a few baseball thoughts in Major League Baseball. The winter meetings concluded this week in Las Vegas, and we do have some Red Sox news, so I will react to that. All of it presented by DraftKings. Play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings. There are no season-long commitments, and if you're like me, well, you lost in the first round of your fantasy football playoffs, so maybe you didn't even make the fantasy football playoffs in your league. So let DraftKings help you out. In week 15, you can sign up with my promo code, PIC, and play for free in the $1 million play action contest. $1 million in total prizes with $100,000 going to first place. Just pick your team and follow the action live on your DraftKings app. And again, play for free by signing up using promo code PIC, PIC, at DraftKings.com. Today's show is also presented by BetOnline. Sign up today at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% welcome bonus. That's promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% welcome bonus between the college football bowl season, the NFL, the NBA, and even the NHL. This is the perfect time to make your online wages at betonline.ag and take full advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, betonline.ag. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, December 13th. I'm recording today's show a little bit later on in the day than I usually do. There's a lot going on. I'm running a charity video game tournament right here at Beantown USA in Dorchester on Saturday. And if you haven't heard about this tournament yet, uh, it's a Madden 19 tournament called the Christmas Bowl, Madden 19, the video game from EA Sports. And uh, it will be benefiting Boston Children's Hospital, the Children's Activities Program. You know, I wanted to do something video game related, a video game themed donation. And... Uh, we came up with the Boston Children's Hospital and, and the Children Activities Program and the Children Activities Center, which does include video game stuff. So uh, it's for a great cause. If you want to play in the Madden tournament, Madden 19, the Christmas Bowl, you want to play, well, go to my website, dannypicard.com, and under the blog section, you'll see it. The 2018 Christmas Bowl, the first annual Christmas Bowl. We are still looking for a couple more people now. Like, I have enough people who tell me they're going to play. It's just not all these people have officially signed up. So I want to finalize the brackets here by Friday night. You know, the tournament's Saturday afternoon, Saturday, December 15th at Beantown, USA. So if you want to sign up, sign up. And, you know, if the brackets end up filling up by the time you listen to this, still sign up. I'll make sure you get in. It's a two-game elimination tournament, so you're guaranteed to get two games. And uh, it's 50 bucks to play. There's a prize to the winner. And there'll be some raffle prizes. It'll be a good day right here at Beantown, USA, this 
coming Saturday for the Christmas Bowl. Speaking of video games, uh, before I get into my picks in the NFL and some thoughts on the Major League Baseball winter meetings rumors, I also want to tell you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard, as I always tell you to do. I have a new episode of Pick Up Your Sticks coming out in the next couple days. I actually, this morning, I recorded an episode with Jeff Howe from The Athletic. Jeff Howe, I go way back with Jeff. He covers the New England Patriots, formerly of the Boston Herald. Uh, He hired me, actually, at the Massachusetts Daily Collegian newspaper at UMass Amherst. Jeff Howe gave me my first job, and we actually talked about this on the show on the episode of Pick Up Your Sticks, he came in today. We played a game of Madden 19, and uh, I think you'll be surprised as to how this one ended. It's a shocking finish. There was some drama in this game, and we promoted his new book, which I'll also promote right here. You should get it. It's a perfect Christmas gift. Uh, It's called If These Walls Could Talk, New England Patriots. By Jeff Howe, also by Scott Zolak. If these walls could talk, I have it in front of me. Uh, Again, a great Christmas present. I sent the link out on my Twitter account. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Make sure you get that book. I already started reading a little bit of it, and it just right from the get-go, Drew Bledsoe is telling you a story about how he was told he wouldn't be making the start in the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady would back in February of 2002 after Drew Bledsoe helped lead the Patriots to the Super Bowl coming into that AFC championship game in Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm a Drew Bledsoe guy. I mean, look, I'm obviously a Tom Brady guy right now. But at first, you know, you're hesitant. I'm a Drew Bledsoe guy. I always have been. It's funny how many Drew Bledsoe guys you get right now, right? Everybody loves Drew Bledsoe right now. Not everybody loved Drew Bledsoe when I loved Drew Bledsoe, okay? Not everybody loved him when I loved him. But uh, this is a good book. Make sure you go out and get it. Like I said, a great Christmas gift. So I recorded with Jeff Howe earlier today. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, that episode with Jeff Howe, in which we play Madden 19. That'll be dropping soon. So uh, let's get to it. I was going to open with Major League Baseball thoughts, and I'm like, you know what? Let's do the picks. It's NFL. It's The playoffs are almost here. I just opened talking a little football there with some Patriots. So, I, I mean, I'm jacked up for this game in Pittsburgh. Patriots, Steelers, Sunday at 425 on CBS. We'll get Nance and Romo. And uh, this is... You know, this is the one that we've all had circled on our calendars, right? All year long. When this schedule came out, this is the game you circle. Week 15, Patriots, Steelers in Pittsburgh. You look at the playoff picture right now. If the playoffs began today, you got the Patriots as the two seed at nine and four, getting the first round by. And you got the Steelers as the four seed at seven, five, and one. But I mean, right behind the Steelers. In their division are the Ravens at seven and six, and then Cleveland at five, seven, and one. And Cleveland's been playing some good football. So, uh, I mean, not only does Pittsburgh, uh, not only are they concerned about whether or not they could get up to the three seed or maybe even get up to the two seed and get a first round bye, they have to look over their shoulder. They have to look over their shoulder to make sure they just win their division and win the AFC North. And there's no guarantee that they do that. And, I mean, Pittsburgh has been stumbling here. They have been stumbling along. They've lost three straight 
Seven, five, and one of the Steelers. You know the Le'Veon Bell story. He's not walking back through that that door. James Conner's got the concussion situation. So, uh, I mean, Pittsburgh, and they not only have they lost three straight, that, that doesn't really tell the whole story. You got to talk about who their last loss was to. The Oakland Raiders. They lost to the Raiders, and they allowed a, a final drive by Derek Carr. And that, at this point of the season, really at any point this season, but especially now, late in the year, that's an embarrassing loss if you're Pittsburgh. It's embarrassing. They should be embarrassed by that loss. But they re- you know, they return home, and it's not an easy one against the Patriots team that just kind of got embarrassed on the final play of the game. The Miami Miracle, everybody's calling it. I've, I'm not going to... I'm not going to overdo it with the Miami Miracle stuff, right? And we've all, we all know what happened. I, I've said what I think was the biggest issue, which was why are you rushing four guys if you're the Patriots? So you let the pass over the middle before they even lateral it. That first pass, you already, you already beat five or six Patriots players. The Patriots cut the field in half, in my opinion, by rushing four. And I was okay with Gronk on the field because... Basically, you're taking whatever you were going to do in the end zone by batting a ball down and batting a Hail Mary down. You're just taking that and moving that up 10, 15, 20 yards to say, well, if, if Miami does throw the Hail Mary down to the 20 or 15, we'll just have the same strategy, bat it down. And Gronk is one of our guys. I was okay with Gronk. I was not okay with rushing four. I thought that was stupid. But we know what happened. And the Patriots lost the game. And in the process, they might have... You know, and I shouldn't say might have. They definitely have affected their chances of getting the number one seed. In fact, I don't think they have a shot to get the one seed. They're going to have to win out, which I think they could. I think the Patriots, I, I think they're going to win out. I think they're going to win the next three. I think they're going to finish 12-4. and four. But because they look up at Kansas City at 11-2, and two, and who knows what happens with Kansas City on Thursday Night Football against the Chargers, by the time you listen to this on Friday morning, maybe Kansas City uh, loses to the Chargers. Right? And, and, and then they got a game in Seattle. Then Kansas City goes to Seattle in Week 16. But I don't think that Kansas City is going to lose two of their next three. The, for the Patriots to get the one seed now, Patriots have to win out. They have to win in Pittsburgh and then beat Buffalo and New York at home. I, I think that's doable. I think they will do it. But they also need Kansas City now to lose two of their last three. I don't think that's going to happen. Kansas City, a three-and-a-half-point favorite on Thursday night at home against the Chargers. I would jump all over the Chiefs in this one. If you don't want to, you know, take a minus three-and-a-half, then just take them to win the game. I, I mean, you know, and if I get that wrong, I, I, that's a bet that I'd be able to, I, you know, I wouldn't lose sleep over that. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't regret that bet, even if I end up losing it, even if that ends up being a losing bet. Kansas City just to win the game. Because, you know, the way I told you that I bet these days is I bet to not regret the next day. Would I regret betting Kansas City to beat the Chargers in Kansas City on Thursday Night Football? No, I wouldn't regret that bet. I wouldn't. I would not regret that bet. But I'm not going to spend too much time on it because, like I said, by the time you listen to the show, that game might be over and maybe I get it wrong. I'm just telling you what needs to happen for the Patriots to get the one seed. And I just think it's too much to ask for if you're New England, because you lost that game in Miami. And that's a, because of that, that's a tough loss. You know? If, because if, if Kansas City does lose one game here down the stretch, which I think is possible in Seattle Week 16, if they lose one game, 
and the Patriots had beaten Miami and went out, then the Patriots would have had the one seed. So if Kansas City does lose a game here down the stretch, Patriots are going to be kicking themselves. But um, I, look, you got to still get a first round bye. If you forget about the one seed, you focus on the two seed, you got to get a first round bye because then that means, you know, you, 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 here's the deal. You're guaranteeing yourself a divisional game at home. I think we'd all pick the Patriots to win that one and get to the conference championship. You, you got to at least get the two seed. And the New England Patriots, um, they just are trying to now still clinch their division. And they can do that with a win in Pittsburgh and a Miami Dolphins loss in Minnesota Sunday at 1. The Dolphins are in Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to win that game. So the Patriots, I think, with a win in Pittsburgh, are going to clinch the division. Hat and T-shirt game. I think it's going to be that because I think Miami's going to lose earlier in the day. But uh, this is the game. Patriots-Steelers. It means a whole heck of a lot for both teams. And it is part of my picks. It's part of my picks, which I'm going to get to in just a moment. But when you look at all of Week 15, uh, like I told you, it begins Kansas City hosting the Chargers in that AFC West showdown. Then you got two Saturday games. Two games on Saturday. The first one at 4.30 on Saturday. Houston is at MetLife against the Jets. Um, Then you got Cleveland in Denver at 8.20. You know, Denver, they hurt their chances of making the playoffs by losing to San Fran last week. Cleveland, I don't think, is going to get in. They'd have to win out and get a lot of help. Um, And then you look at the first game on Saturday. Houston, I mean, they're going to beat the Jets, right? But Houston's looking at it like this. They are still trying to clinch their division, and they have a shot at a first-round bye. They have a shot at that two-seed. Uh, They'll need help because the Patriots hold the tiebreaker over Houston, the head-to-head tiebreaker uh, over the Houston Texans. Patriots beat the Texans back in week one. So uh, two games on Saturday, and then you're looking at how week 15 will end. It'll end on Monday night. That Monday night game is going to be Carolina hosting New Orleans. The Saints are six-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. Uh, Carolina looks horrible. Carolina started the season six and two. They've lost five straight since then, and they are now six and seven. But they still have a shot to get in. Carolina still has a shot to get in the playoffs. Um, New Orleans, you know, right now they're the one seed at eleven and two, and New Orleans they're trying to just guarantee themselves a first round bye. But also you're playing to clinch that one seed, so New Orleans is going to show up in this game on Monday night. The Sunday night football game of the week is going to be the Rams hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Rams an 11.5 point favorite in this game. The Rams coming off a loss in Chicago where they only scored six points. I don't think the Rams offense is going to be shut down again like that. Uh, And it is in L.A. It's not in Philly. Maybe I think a little bit differently if it's in Philly. But it is a hungry Eagles team. So the 11.5 is definitely tempting because that's a high spread. But the Rams, you know, you're picking winners. I mean, the Rams here, Sunday Night Football. I don't think they're going to look like they looked against Chicago. 
in week 14. So that's what you got in week 15. And like I said here locally, we have focused on the Patriots and the Steelers at 425 trying to move on from that Miami miracle. I picked this game, so I'm going to wait to break it down when I get to picks picks in just a few moments. But before I do get to my picks for week 15, some clinching scenarios for you. In the a- I'm just going to go through them all, as I usually do. In the AFC, Kansas City can clinch their division and a first-round bye with a win over the Chargers. I think that's going to happen. Like I said, not going to spend too much time in that game because by the time you listen to this, that game could be over. Kansas City can also clinch home field advantage with a win over the Chargers and a Patriots loss. And a Patriots loss. Uh, I, look, I think Kansas City is going to get the one seed anyways. Like I said, I think for the Patriots now, because you lost to Miami, you're asking for too much for Kansas City to lose two of their last three. I don't think that's going to happen. If it does, you know, I'll be rooting for it to happen as a Patriots fan, but I don't think that's going to happen. The Patriots can clinch the division, like I said, with a win and a Miami loss. Miami is in Minnesota Sunday and one. Patriots can also clinch just a playoff berth with a win and a Tennessee loss. Tennessee is, where are they? They are at, they're playing the Giants. Tennessee's playing the Giants Sunday at one at MetLife. I don't think Tennessee's going to lose to the Giants, but crazier things have happened. So uh, that's what we got with the patch. Houston can clinch the AFC South with a win at the Jets on Saturday and an Indianapolis loss. Indy is at home against Dallas and a Tennessee loss. So Houston needs to beat the Jets and then have Indy and Tennessee lose so they need help. Houston can just clinch a playoff berth with a win and losses from Miami and Pitt or Baltimore. So that's we don't need to get into that. The Chargers can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a couple other teams losing. Again, Chargers against Kansas City Thursday night. In the NFC, New Orleans can clinch a first-round bye with a win in Carolina. Uh, I think they should be able to do that. But they also need a Chicago loss at home. Chicago is at home against Green Bay. And I guess Green Bay is looking at it like you got a new coach. You still get a shot to get into the playoffs. You need to win and get help. Uh, so, But maybe they, maybe there's some life there. Green Bay coming off a win over Atlanta. But New Orleans can clinch a first-round bye with a win of their own and a Chicago loss to Green Bay. The Rams, same thing. They can clinch a first-round bye with a win and a Chicago loss. Because Chicago's right up there behind there in the NFC. Chicago at 9-4. and four. Uh, The Saints... Uh, and the Rams both 11-2. So, New Orleans and L.A., they're looking to clinch a first-round bye in the NFC. Chicago can clinch their division, the NFC North, with a win over Green Bay or a Minnesota loss to Miami. I don't think Minnesota's going to lose to Miami. So, if Chicago just beats Green Bay, it's a hat and T-shirt game. They'll clinch the NFC North. Chicago can also clinch a playoff berth with a win or a Washington loss. Washington is at Jacksonville. Anything could happen in that game, so I think I think Chicago's going to be a, Chicago's going to clinch a playoff spot at least. I think. Um, then you got Dallas; they can clinch the NFC East with a win in Indianapolis or a Philadelphia loss to the Rams and a Washington loss at Jacksonville. If you're Dallas, though, you just got to worry about win your game in Indy. But if they don't win in Indy, 
if Philly and Washington loses, which is possible, Dallas will still clinch the division. Seattle, this is the final one. Seattle can clinch a playoff berth with a win in San Francisco, and they should be able to do just that. So that's a look at week 15. In a nutshell, we got clinching scenarios. The playoffs will be here before you know it. I know those clinching scenarios can kind of make your head spin when you think about the ands and the ors and the potential. They, they also show you the, the sites that I read them off of. Um, you know, they could tie. I don't do, I'm not doing the ties. I'm not getting into ties. That will make your head spin even more. So we'll move on from the clinching scenarios and we'll just get to the picks. And then I'll close out the show with some thoughts on the Major League Baseball winter meetings and a couple uh, pieces of news with the Red Sox. But let's begin with my picks with my DraftKings. Gotta have them play for Week 15. This is just for Sunday's afternoon games. And a reminder, sign up today at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, to play for free with your first deposit. Last week, I gave you Aaron Rodgers. He got you 20 points. That's good. That's good. So there was some parts of the game between Green Bay and Atlanta last week where next to Aaron Rodgers' name, you had the little red flame. That means he's having a a good game. That means he's on fire. That means his projection is expected to be higher than what was originally projected on the DraftKings app. So it's good, but 20 points, I can do better than that. Let's do better. So here's better. Week 15, you gotta have Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. He's gonna cost you 7600 bucks. That's $1,000 cheaper than the most expensive wide receiver for Sunday's afternoon slate, which is his teammate, Adam Thielen. Now, the Vikings, they have lost two straight games in New England and in Seattle. They return home to host the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. You look at the last two games for Diggs. He's only had six targets in each of the last two games. And again, both both of those games were losses. I think Minnesota knows they need to get back to targeting Diggs 11, 12 times. They're going to do it in this one against Miami. Uh, and I think you're also going to see Diggs with at least a touchdown in this game. Uh, you know, he's due for a big one. I think Minnesota is going to have a big day at home against a defense for the Dolphins that is ranked 26th in the league. So I'm expecting a big day for Minnesota. I'm expecting a big day for Diggs. 7,600. He's a thousand cheaper than Thielen. I, I know you could say, well, may, what, why not just spend the extra thousand on Thielen? Well, because I think Diggs, having only received six targets in each of the last two games, I think Minnesota's got to know in those losses, they come home, you need a big day offensively. A lot of people are down Cousins' throat. You know, they fired the offensive coordinator. I think he knows what it takes to have a big day, and I think they know that Diggs needs to be part of that plan. The knee seemed okay last week for him. I know he's been battling a knee, but uh, I just I, I it, this is also just a gut as well. Diggs... If you target him more than six times, which they should, he's going to have a big day. and I, So I'll take him at $1,000 cheaper than Thielen. Stefan Diggs, my DraftKings, got to have him play for Week 15, which brings me to Picks Picks for Week 15 as part of the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. Let's get to it. Hit the music. Picks Picks for Week 15 as part of the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge is presented by Bet Online. 
Sign up today at betonline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, BetOnline.ag. I went 2-3 and three last week. Not good. My record on the season, 45-25. and 25. You can check out the standings of the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge on their website, podcast1sportsnet.com. You can also use the hashtag Sportsnet Challenge to join in on the trash talk on social media. And don't forget, you can watch the Picks Picks segment, this very segment, on YouTube every week. Subscribe right now at youtube.com slash Danny Picard. And hello to everybody who's watching right now on YouTube. So uh, let's get to the picks. My first pick for week 15. I'm going with... The Minnesota Vikings. As you know, if you just listened to my DFS play of the week, the Vikings, a seven and a half point favorite over the Miami Dolphins. This game Sunday at one in Minnesota. The Vikings is six, six, and one. That's their record, six, six, and one. And they're coming off back to back losses. Now, those actually were against pretty good teams in New England and then in Seattle. Those are tough games. Minnesota lost both of them, but now they return home where they will host a 7-6 and six Dolphins team, and the Dolphins have won two straight, and we know how they won their last one, the Miami Miracle. Okay, great. They're feeling great about themselves in Miami. The Dolphins have more wins than Minnesota, but... I think Minnesota's underachieved. I still think the Vikings are a better team than the Dolphins. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I'm going with Minnesota in this game. If the playoffs began today, the Vikings would get into the tournament as the number six seed in the NFC. But nothing is guaranteed for them. There are a handful of teams right up there behind. So this is as this game is as must winnable for Minnesota as must winnable is a must win for the Vikings they're at home after two very tough road losses so I'm picking Minnesota to turn it around a big day for the Vikings and as I told you earlier an even bigger day for Stephon Diggs give me Minnesota to beat Miami Sunday in Minnesota then I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks the Seahawks a three and a half point favorite in this game Sunday at 405 in San Francisco the Seahawks, just a couple weeks ago, they whooped the 49ers 43-16. to Now, that game was in Seattle, so it's a little bit different now that it's in San Francisco. But how much different is it? The 49ers are terrible. They're 3-10. and They've already been mathematically and officially eliminated from playoff contention. The Seahawks, they're 8-5. They're in prime position to hold on to that number 5 seed in the NFC. They're not going to win their division, obviously. Uh, We all know that that is the Rams' division. And in fact, the Rams, they've already won the division. The Rams are going for the first round bye. So, Seattle, at 8-5, they're kind of locked into this number 5 seed. But uh, you got to do everything right now to hold on to that. So, you got to beat San Francisco. You can't have this type of season. You can't have a four-game win streak like you have and then have that four-game win streak snapped by a team that is 3-10 and not going anywhere this year. Seahawks know they got to win. It might not be a blowout like it was a couple weeks ago, 43-16. But uh, I'm surprised the spread's only three and a half for this game. I thought it would be a little higher. That said, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I'm just taking Seattle to win. They will improve to 9-5, and five, and they will win their fifth straight. The Seahawks over the 49ers. 
Sunday in San Fran. Then I am going with the, that's right, the New England Patriots. The Patriots are two and a half point favorite over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sunday at 425 in Pittsburgh. Hey, if there's any team in the history, in the history of professional sports that has been programmed to move on quickly from a devastating loss, a devastating last-second loss on the road while the division champion hats and T-shirts were being pulled out of the boxes on the sideline. You lose the game like you did on that last play, couple laterals, the Miami Miracle. If there's any team in the history, any organization in the history of professional sports that has been programmed to quickly bounce back from a loss like that, it is the New England Patriots. It's Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. It's Tom Brady's New England Patriots. And I expect the Patriots to bounce back and bounce back strong with a big win in Pittsburgh. You know how good Tom Brady is against the Steelers. The Patriots right now are 9-4. and four. They can still clinch the AFC East for the 10th straight year. They can still clinch the division, the AFC East. Now, they're going to also need Miami to lose. Miami, I told you, I think they're going to lose to Minnesota. So this could still be a hat and t-shirt game. On the other end of it, though, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy game because Pittsburgh at 7-5-1, they've lost three straight. They return home. Pittsburgh's still playing to, to win their division, right? They, they, they're not guaranteed their division right now. They got Baltimore right up there behind they even might have to look at Cleveland a little bit. Cleveland's 5-7-1. Pittsburgh's 7-5-1. But here's what scares me about Pittsburgh. You know, if you return home, it's one thing. You return home after losing to one of the worst teams in football. Pittsburgh just lost to Oakland. That's an embarrassing loss. you got to think that the Steelers and, and whether it's, you know, the players on that team like Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, and even the coach. I don't like Mike Tomlin when it comes to making smart decisions with his team as a head coach in the NFL. But, you know, I think they have a lot of pride over there. And I think they probably feel embarrassed and disrespected. And guys that have that much talent and that much pride, when you return home, you're probably going to show up. I'm not saying Pittsburgh won't show up to this game. They will show up. I'm just telling you, the Patriots, they've already proven they can go into Pittsburgh and win. You know, with, with a lot of this group and a, against a lot of that Pittsburgh group. They've proven it. They did it last year. In fact, they did it last year the very same week, week 15, the very same time, 425, the very same place at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Patriots will do it again. Look, if the Patriots ended up beating Miami, maybe I'd feel differently about the result of this game. But they lost to Miami, and the way they lost to Miami, the Patriots are on to the Steelers. They will bounce back, and they will bounce back strong. I will be shocked if Pittsburgh wins this game. New England will find a way to escape Pitt with a win. Give me the Patriots to beat the Steelers Sunday in Pittsburgh. Then I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams over the Philadelphia Eagles. This is Sunday Night Football. It's in L.A. The Rams are an 11.5-point favorite. The Rams are 11-2. and two. Again, they're one of just two NFL teams to have already clinched the division along with the New Orleans Saints. But they're trying to clinch the first round by. So it's kind of a must win for the Rams. They're also trying to get that one seed, you know, just in case something happens to New Orleans and New Orleans stumbles a little bit down the stretch. You want that one seed. You want that NFC championship in your own building. Well, guess what you got to do? You got to beat an Eagles team that's against the ropes. So, you know, you got Carson Wentz now. He's dealing with the, what, a vertebrae injury? They don't know what's going on with him. Uh, the Eagles are six and seven, a game under 500. They're coming off a loss in Dallas. 
you know, I think Eagles are in desperation mode, sure. So you could say they're a little dangerous in that respect. They're the defending champs. But I mean, are you really going to pick the Rams to look as bad as they looked against Chicago last week when they return return home and it's two weeks in a row? No way. The Rams scored six points against the Bears. They didn't score a touchdown. They lose to Chicago. In Chicago. They obviously were dealing with the cold. The Rams are not going to play another game in cold weather again. It's just not going to happen. If they do play cold weather, right, it'll be in a dome. Um, They're not going to play in bad weather anymore. They're going to return home. They're going to be lights out. I think the Rams are going to put up 40 points in this game. So, hey, the 11 and a half, that might be high, especially with a backdoor cover if if you take Philly. But I'm just picking the Rams to win the game. The Rams win their 12th game of the season. Their offense is way too good to be shut down back-to-back weeks, especially when now they return home. Uh, Yeah, give me the Rams to beat the Eagles on Sunday night football. And then my lock of the week, the Houston Texans. This is an easy one. The Texans are a a 6.5-point favorite. Uh, They're playing the Jets at MetLife. This game is Saturday at 4.30. This will be the first of two games played on Saturday. Um, the Jets are four and nine. The Texans are nine and four. Houston, a six and a half point favorite, as I told you. Houston is coming off a loss to the Indianapolis Colts, and that loss snapped a nine-game win streak. Houston's been unbelievable, right? They're nine and four right now. They began the season 0 and three. Then they won nine straight to get to nine and three. And then they lose to the Indianapolis Colts. But that's a good Colts team that's battling for a playoff spot and still has a chance to get in. So uh, I'm not going to look at that loss and say, wow, Houston's lost it. I actually think Houston will bounce back. They'll bounce back nicely. And I think they will I think they will take care of the Jets at MetLife the way they should take care of the Jets. What is there to say about the Jets? Really? What is there to say about the Jets? I don't know. So we'll stick with Houston. Houston, they're playing for the division. They're also playing. They have a chance for a first-round bye. They still have a chance for that number two seed. You know, they 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 want to try to win out. I think it's possible for Houston to win out. They're going to need some help but to, to see the Patriots lose to get that two seed. But they know it's possible, so they will show up against a team that isn't that good even if it's on the road. The Jets are eliminated. The Texans are not. It's as simple as that. My lock of the week, Houston over the Jets on Saturday at MetLife. So my picks for week 15, I'm going with Minnesota, Seattle, New England, the Rams, and my lock of the week, the Houston Texans. Picks, picks for week 15 as part of the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. Is presented by Bet Online. Sign up today at betonline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet. Betonline.ag. And now I will get to some baseball real quick. Just wrapping it up with a couple quick thoughts on the winter meetings. Uh, they concluded this week in Las Vegas. Here locally with the Red Sox, trade rumors. Do you want to call them trade rumors? And do you want to say they were swirling? I don't know. Maybe this is just social media. But there was a report or there was a tweet that the Red Sox were listening to trade offers for Xander Bogots, Jackie Bradley Jr., and even Rick Porcello. And, you know, I tweeted a couple things about this where I'm like, people shouldn't be surprised about that, right? Like, why would you be surprised? 
Bogots, Bradley Jr., and Rick Porcello. What's the common denominator with these three players? They're entering the final year of their deal. Like, all three of those guys can be free agents next year, next winter. So, I don't think anybody should be surprised that the Red Sox are listening, even maybe making calls on these guys. I mean, I just think it's your job. If you're Dave Dombrowski, and I've said this since they won the World Series, because there are players, you know, you have to make decisions. Like, do you bring guys back right now? Who do you bring back? Who do you not bring back? They're going to bring back Nathan Avaldi. They signed him to a deal. They're not going to bring back Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly has signed with the L.A. Dodgers, according to reports today. It doesn't look like they're going to bring back Craig Kimbrell. Uh, unless I'm missing, I don't think he's signed with anybody yet, right? What was the report with him? He wants five or six years? I mean, that the Red Sox are not going to do that. They shouldn't do it. Now, I don't know if Joe Kelly leaving and going to the Dodgers, I don't know if that means the Red Sox will then maybe entertain throwing an extra year at Kimbrell or throwing an option in and, and trying to just get him to stick around. Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't, and I'm a Kimbrell guy, but... You know, unless it's a three-year deal with Kimbrell, I'm I'm not doing it. I'm probably not going more than three. You know, if you told me maybe there'd be an option on a fourth, if that's the thing that could get it done, I'd, I'd, I'd entertain it. I'd entertain it, but I, I really don't want to go more than three with Kimbrell. But if Kimbrell would accept a three-year deal, I'd do it. It's just he's not going to do that. Kimbrell's not going to accept a three-year deal. So you move on. It's not the end of the world. With the bullpen, because we've seen Red Sox teams win championships where the closer, by the time they get to the World Series, was like option five or six, right? It was like the fifth or sixth option going into the season at that position. Koji Uihara, a perfect example of that. I always bring that up. You know, they began that season in 2013 with what? Andrew Bailey and Joel Hanrahan, and they went back and forth with those two guys a couple times until they got to Koji eventually, and next thing you know, Koji was their guy. So you can figure that stuff out during a season. You just got to make sure you bring in some guys. If you're going to let guys go, you're going to make sure you, you go out and acquire certain people. Who's the, the dude from Colorado saying he can strike out Babe Ruth or something? I mean, here's how you get here's how you get muted or blocked on Twitter. If you begin a tweet saying, if you begin a tweet saying, against Babe Ruth, he would, like, who gives a shit? Like, I, do you really want me to sit here and compare a guy in major leagues right now in the major leagues right now with Babe Ruth? Stop. Like, I mean, my advice would get a hobby. I don't even is it you know go read a book, maybe play some video games, go take a walk, go for a jog. If you're sitting, you want to compare people to Babe Ruth, you just got to find something else to do. It's stupid, and I'm not gonna do it. But I guess the guy who said he could strike out Babe Ruth. Uh, apparently the Red Sox are interested. I don't know. I, I, here's what I do, here's what I know. They're not bringing back Joe Kelly. They're not going to bring back Craig Kimbrell unless it's for the right deal. And uh, I think that Dave Dombrowski is only doing his job by listening to trade offers for Bogots, Bradley Jr., and Porcello. Because next next year at this time, those three guys will be able to do what they want. They'll be able to leave if they want. So Dave Dombrowski, to steal a phrase from David Price, right now on those guys, Dave Dombrowski holds all the cards. He has all the leverage. Right? He has all the leverage. So while you have the leverage still, you might as well use it, whether that's listening to trade offers or even making calls yourself. 
Doesn't mean you're going to pull the trigger. But why wouldn't you listen? Maybe why wouldn't you listen? Maybe somebody is going to give you an offer for Jackie Bradley Jr. that you can't refuse, or for Rick Porcello. What you wouldn't trade Rick Porcello if the deal was right? I would in a second. Now Bogots would be the one out of these three where I'm hesit- I'd be hesitant to do it. But we also, at the same time, we don't know what talks Dombrowski's had with Bogots' agent. It's Boris, right? His agent's Boris. Look. What if Dombrowski gets a vibe? What if he's sitting there with with the rest of the front office and and Red Sox ownership? What if Dombrowski's sitting there going, guys, he's gone. Like, we're not going to sign him. You know, he's going to test free agency. He's going to be asking for, here's what he's going to want. Are we going to give him that? If we're not going to give him that, you know, maybe there's a trade we can make with him right now. I mean, you have to have this conversation if you're Dave Dombrowski. If you're not, like, if you're not listening to trade offers for guys who are going to be free agents next winter and you know you might not be able to resign and you, you might think it's it's not wise to, to give them the type of money they're going to be asking for, then you should be talking about trading them right now while you hold the leverage. You have to be. And, and I'm going to say something that, that, I mean, it might not go over well with Red Sox fans. But if you're Dombrowski, I think it'd be crazy to not entertain trading Chris Sale. Look, I'm not trading Chris Sale. And I'm not saying Dave Dombrowski should trade Chris Sale. But he is a guy that obviously has been dealing with injuries, that obviously relies on the fastball. Look, the slide is great, but, I mean, you know, if you don't have the velocity, obviously all of his stuff takes a hit and is and makes him a whole lot more hittable. You know, you, you picked up the option and he's here for one more year. But what's he asking? He's going to be asking for an arm and a leg. Now, if you put a gun in my head right now, I'd say I'd give it to him. I'd, I'd say I'd give it to Chris Sale. But, you know, if... You're getting a vibe that he's going to go out and test the free agent market, create a bidding war, and the the price to bring him back is outrageous. Then, I mean, if somebody calls and makes an offer for Chris Sale, knowing he's going to be a free agent next year, what, you don't entertain that? Yeah, you entertain it. Yeah, you entertain it. Again, not saying you pull the trigger, but I want a president of baseball operations for my team that's going to entertain options that get creative, knowing what's in your future. Next winter, the winter after that. You know, you got to think about the, the deal you're going to be giving Mookie Betts. You got to think about the deal you have David Price under right now for the next four years since he didn't opt out at $31 million a year. Well, maybe you don't trade Chris Sale, but if you start to get and listen to trade offers for Sale, maybe you take that negotiation with a team and say, well, listen, here's the deal. I'm not going to, all this talk, I can tell you want a starting pitcher and an elite one. I'm not going to trade sale, but I'll give you David Price. And so maybe that talk turns into somebody else. And then maybe you end up trading Price and that frees up money for you to give to sale and bets and maybe even Bogots. You know, it's just, you don't have to pull the trigger on this stuff, but you should be having these conversations. Well, you think somebody's going to, 
have their cage rattled and have their feelings hurt that they're in trade talks. Well, guess what? I mean, are, are you going to look at it that if you're the player, you're going to look at it that way next winter? If you're having conversations with other teams as a free agent, are you going to look at it and say, well, I can't have a conversation with another team next winter because I'm going to hurt the Red Sox feelings. No, they're not going to look at it that way. This is a business and all I'm asking Dave Dombrowski to do is treat it as such. And I think by listening to trade offers for guys who are going to be free agents or guys who have huge contracts that maybe you could shed and, and, and sign the guys that are going to be free agents, I, I, just, I just think you're doing your job if you're Dombrowski. And I like that Dombrowski would be doing his job. Listen to trade talk. Listen to it. Have conversations. Go ahead. Have them. Talk to Boris about Bryce Hopper in the process. Do it. Just see. Why not? Except for Manny Machado. Don't trade for Manny Machado. I mean, excuse me. Don't trade. Don't sign Manny Machado. Manny Machado's a free agent. Bryce Hopper, free agent. What's up with those two? No idea. How's that going to play out? I think that's going to play out. Those two guys are going to be free agents by in, in early February still. I, I think, yeah, I think so. I don't think anything's getting done soon. But, People are throwing out White Sox. They're throwing out the Phillies. I still think don't overlook the Cubs, the Yankees. Don't overlook those guys. Don't overlook the Dodgers. Right? Don't snooze on those teams just because you think White Sox and Phillies have money. That doesn't mean those players are going to want to play there. If Bryce is going to Chicago, I think he's probably going to Cubs. Right? I think he's probably going to Cubs. If Bryce is going to go to an East Coast team, I think he's probably going to get Yankees. Yankees can say all they want. They're not interested. <laughs> Even Boris told you the other day in his press conference where he's standing in front of a Christmas tree like Santa Claus and all the media's around him. He's like, hey, listen, I, no, not everybody's telling you what they're talking about right now. And I think he was hinting towards there are teams that are probably saying things and then doing other things. And that's probably the Yankees. Yankees are probably saying, you know, they don't want, they're not going, they're not going near these guys, and yet they've probably had conversations. So uh those are just some dots in the winter meetings. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see what the Red Sox do. Anything that happens moving forward, I will react to it. Get this show whenever you want at Podcast One, also on iTunes and Spotify and my website, DannyPicard.com. Uh enjoy your weekend, everybody. I'll be back on Monday, Monday and Thursday next week. I'll react to everything that happens in the NFL in week 15 and anything that happens in the world of sports, right? We got TLC, tables, ladders, and chairs, WWE this weekend. Not this Sunday. I'll be watching that. If it's good enough, I'll react to it. Or if it's really bad, I'll react to it on Monday's show as well. Thanks for joining me. Have a great weekend. I'm out. Talk to you on Monday. <laughs>